Welcome back to the second ever episode of Polar Football. Oh, if you've already listened to episode one, thank you. If you haven't, please go back and listen to it, because I'll reference it a little bit here. Um, so I'm going to try to cut down my episodes to 30 minutes. I was told that last episode was a little long, so I'm going to try to get it to 30 minutes. And I'm going to try from now on to release my episodes on Thursdays. Uh, No promises, especially this week. This one might come out a day late. So sorry for that, but look for it on Thursdays. And with that said, let's jump into today's topics. Which, so the way I'm going to do it is first I'm going to go into some of the news we had in the past week, and then I'll go into the Super Bowl. So to start, we had a quarterback trade in the NFL this week. As you probably already heard, Matthew Stafford went to the Rams for Goff, third rounder this year, first rounder next year, and then the first rounder the next year. To me, this says a couple of things. One, the Rams did not see any potential in golf. I, the Lions seem to, but the Rams don't, which is kind of obvious. Also, I think it also means that the Lions aren't full rebuild. The way they have this offer, you they're not trying to fix their problems now. They're getting these extra picks. They're getting future picks. So, the Lions... I think... Are building for the future. I think they have realized that after Matt Patricia's... Disassembling of the roster... They need... To rebuild. I think they know that they're not ready to compete. Maybe they are. But as far as what I've seen, they are not ready to compete. They are not a competition-ready team. For the Rams, I I don't know if I agree with the price take they paid. I, I know Stafford is a really good quarterback. But he's old and he keeps getting injured. So I... I don't know if that was the right price to pay. I, I think it's too much. But I know there's many other teams offering big offers. So maybe that was what they had to do to get Stafford. But in my mind, you're hurting your future too much. Bill O'Brien for the Texans got fired one, well, mostly, because he got rid of their best player. But also, he just wasn't going to GM. But he, he hurt their future. They don't have a first-round pick, okay? Texans don't have a first-round pick this year. And... 
I'm pretty sure they don't have a draft pick next year. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Uh, Okay, so I just looked at it. They do have a first round pick. But they don't have one this year. They don't even have a second round pick. They don't they need more picks if they're gonna be able to rebuild. But back to the Lions or not Lions, Rams. Your team might not need a rebuild now, but you always want to inject new talent. This makes it hard to inject new talent. You no longer, well, as far as I know, you no longer have first round picks for the next two years, not counting this year. So that'll make it Pretty hard for them to really do anything. And I don't think they have a first round pick this year either. Yeah, they don't. So, three years in a row, they will now have to go three years without a first round pick. I think that's going to hurt them more long-term than Stafford's going to help short-term. He's a good player. Nothing against him. But I think you gave too much up. Yes, that was probably what you needed to give up. But it's too much. You can't give up that much. So, I'm going to say, Lions, good job. This is the trade you needed. For Lions, I'd probably rate this an A. For the Rams, yes, you got a good player, so I'll rate it B, but... It's been shown time and time again. It doesn't matter why you did it. You cannot pay that. It's too big of a price. You can't hurt your future that much. Or it doesn't work. Um, other news this week. Deshaun Watson. I don't know if I covered this. But he has officially asked for a trade. I don't know if he'll go anywhere. Again, if I'm the Texans. I would not trade him away. Not a good choice. He is the only thing. He he's the only reason people wanted to go to your get become your coach. Your team is a mess. You don't have cap room. You don't have a draft pick. If you trade him, yes, you'll probably get plenty of draft picks. Still doesn't fix the problem. You you can't get rid of him. If you get rid of him, I will rate that trade for you almost definitely unless you really can't smooth it out with him. But you need to smooth it out. 
if you make a trade, I rated an F most likely for you guys. Because you made Watson mad. You need to fix it. You get rid of him. You're getting rid of any chance to go anywhere. Your franchise dead if you don't. Yeah, if you don't keep him. And quarterback needy teams, send them send them your best offer. I know he just said they shouldn't trade, but if they end up having to because he's so mad, or if you send them an offer they can't refuse. If you can afford to make an offer without hurting your future too much, do it. Watson will change your team. I mean, even the Steelers should consider. I'm not saying they should, but they should consider. He would be a great replacement for Roethlisberger. If Roethlisberger retires. Now, if Roethlisberger stays, somehow package him into the deal. I know Steeler fans are going to hate this. I know you love Roethlisberger. And he's good. Just he's old. Watson's young. Watson's better than him, okay? I know you're all yelling at me right now. But Watson is better. He's younger. He's put more stats up this year with no talent surrounding him. If you're the Steelers, get him. If you're the Patriots, get him. If, if, in almost every team, unless you got Mahomes or Allen or Brady or Rogers, think about him, okay? Very, very few teams should not think, at least think about getting Watson. Watson is that good. Now, there's not a lot of other news that happened this week. Uh, the Pro Bowl happened. It was just on Madden. Wasn't super interesting. I, I, I watched part of it. I liked it, but Mostly that's because I'm a geek, and I liked seeing how their different plays and the different play calls worked. So, that's just me. Anyone wondering, the NFC one, it doesn't really matter, except one thing I found kind of funny was it was a blowout. <laughs> they played it on Madden, it was still a blowout. Pro Bowls are usually blowouts. Alright, now for the last part of this segment, the last part where I'm going to wrap up news for this week is that teams are now officially calling the Eagles for a trade for Carson Wentz. He's a good player. I don't know if you want him as a starter. Depending on your quarterback situation, if he's the best you can get, wouldn't be terrible. Um, for the Eagles, Hurts, I think, is your best choice. It's nothing against Carson Wentz, 
but he has not looked like he did when they signed him that big extension. And I'll be one thing that any team that wants to go after him is going to have to do to consider because for someone who did not look that good last couple of years, no, he's been injured, but he did not look very well, very good. You usually wouldn't want to pay him like a top-tier quarterback. And yet, that's what you would have to do. Because you have to take on his salary. Maybe you can rework it. But it is big. They paid him like he was a top-tier quarterback. And he played like he he was going to. He looked like he was going to become a top-tier quarterback. But he no longer does. Maybe he still is. But from what I see, he doesn't look like it. So, teams that take him, you'd have to have a good deal of cap space. And you'd have to be willing to commit to him. You can't pick him up and get someone else, really. He's got too too much salary. Unless you're able to rework it, he's too expensive to keep another quarterback on. You you can't sign him and someone else. So that's it for this segment. That's it for this week in the NFL. This is what I'll call this segment. So next I'll go into the Super Bowl. And enjoy, because that's up next. Alrighty, so the Super Bowl is this week. It's finally here. We made it through the Pro Bowl, which honestly, this year I would have rather than put the Super Bowl sooner and just got rid of the Pro Bowl. But... The Super Bowl is finally here. We're down two teams. We have the returning champions from last year, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, the triple threat on offense. This year, they've also got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Their defense has been good. And they went through the regular season 14-2. Now, their challenger trying to take away the title of reigning reigning Super Bowl champions is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers did not do well last year. They got a ton of touchdowns and a ton of interceptions with 30-30 man himself, Jameis Winston, who is now with the Saints. They decided to... Jump in on the sweepstakes as a few other teams did, like the Chargers. I think the Colts might have been in on the Brady sweepstakes. But they jumped in on the Brady sweepstakes and won. They got Tom Brady to come to Tampa. And there were parts of the season where people were saying, there's no way they do anything this year. They're not good enough. And I have to say, at points, I agree with 
I agreed that they weren't going to make the Super Bowl. I did not agree that they weren't going to make the playoffs. But I did agree that making the Super Bowl would be hard. But here they are. They made it. Tom Brady has made it through the gauntlet of great quarterbacks with one more remaining. I'll have to say, he did not start out facing the gauntlet. He faced a guy who, I think this was his first start, first official start in the NFL. Taylor Hineke, I think, is his name. Yeah, Taylor Hineke. He played against Hineke. They did not do well. They did not look very good. But they came back next week against the Saints. The Saints had beat them twice in the regular season. Twice. And the Bucks went and beat them. Now, part of this, part of the reason the Bucks are so good is their defense has been dominant all year long. Brady's been good. Brady's put up one of the best seasons of his entire career, statistically. But the defense has also been amazing. But they did lose to the Chiefs in the regular season. Which will make which makes this interesting because it was a close game. Both quarterbacks were on fire. They got over 800 yards combined. That's four. That's over 400 yards per quarterback. One thing that the Buccaneer defense did that was weird was they one-on-one Tyree Kill. It's probably not a good decision. He's so fast. There's no safety help for that poor guy. So he kept beating them. I don't know if there's a better solution to that, though, because as people have been saying, to c- cover Hill correctly, you oftentimes will leave Kelsey open. And if you cover both of them correctly, cover both of them, lock them down. Someone else will burn you. Hardman, Watkins, someone no one's heard of. They will burn you. And they can run too. They have a good run. In game two, they got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's shown pretty who's been pretty good as a rookie. They've got Le'Veon Bell, who never as good as he was on the Steelers, but he's still good. And then Pat Mahomes, Mahomes himself, he can run as well. So there is no lack of talent on this team. They have a good defense, good offense. The Buccaneers do too. We'll just have to see which team can fluster the other quarterback more. That's going to be key here. I don't think it's going to be which quarterback outplays each other because they're both good quarterbacks. Brady and Mahomes are both good. It'll be which defense can fluster the other quarterback more. 
combined with which quarterback does better, but those kind of go together. But mostly, if you can fluster that quarterback, you can get the right cover to cover those wide receivers. Both teams have amazing wide receivers. With the Bucks, you, you have to cover Gronk, you have to cover Evans, and you have to cover Godwin. And then there's Miller and Johnston, and that you also have to cover, because Brady will throw to anyone. Especially, especially Brady. Not all, not all quarterbacks will throw to anyone. A lot of quarterbacks have their favorite wide receiver who will get at least 50, if not more, of the passes. Which Brady, he does that too, but not as much as other quarterbacks. Brady will will give the ball to everyone. There will, there usually is not one wide receiver who got. 50 more than everyone, except Edelman one year, and that's because there's pretty much no other talent on the team at wide receiver. So, for the Chiefs' defense, covering the wide receivers, yes, you need to do, but the way to get into Brady's head, the way to stop Brady is blitzing. If you can hit him, if you can keep pressure on him, he's good He He's still good in pressure. I'm not saying he's not. But if you're able to sack him, if you're able to keep that pressure on him, he doesn't have time to go through his reads. He does not play as well when he's pressured by the defense. Mahomes, he can run out of it. He can run out of the pocket. Brady can, but not as well. He's old. Um, And then... One thing I forgot to talk about in the last segment. This week, Brady has said that he might play past 45. I'm not surprised. If you're surprised, I don't know why. He he played really well this year. Next year, I think the team will be even better. Because Brady does good with continuality. And so if he can... if he comes back, which he almost certainly will come back I th- to the Buccaneers. I think they could have another Super Bowl year. I think that they could win the division. I think they could win their conference. Next year. But this year, they have to go against Pat Mahomes. I don't know. Who will win this one? I want to say Brady, because you can never pick against Brady. I mean, you can, and sometimes it works, but a lot of the time, if you pick against Brady, he will put your foot in your mouth, because he is his best in the Super Bowl. He is his best in the playoffs. Even if he's, even if his team has a trashy year, if they're just terrible. They can still burn you in the playoffs. Now, sometimes his team's terrible year is other team's great year. But he will burn you. If you say he is old, this is his last game ever, he will never do good again. You are dead. Remember several years ago when the Patriots lost really bad to the Chiefs before Mahomes? And everyone's like, oh, the Patriots are over. Tom Brady should retire. And then we came back. Or the Patriots came back. 
Tom Brady came back. I feel like this could be the same situation this entire year. Or people are saying, oh, Brady's too old. Uh, he's not. The Buccaneers aren't going to make it. And he's made it to the Super Bowl again. If. And I think if Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, and Brian Leftridge can work out the right scheme to stop Mahomes and give Brady time in the pocket, they could very definitely. They have a very good chance of winning this. Now, another fun fact I like is if Brady wins this, he will have more Super Bowl wins than any franchise. He already has more wins than any, any player. But now, if he wins this, he'll have more Super Bowl wins than a franchise. Right now, he's tied with wins with the Patriots and Steelers. Think about that. These franchises, which have been around over three times as long as Brady, he's tied with them. And he's better than every other, he's got more Super Bowls than every other franchise in the league. And if he wins this, he'll have more than any in the league. Think about that. Now, Mahomes looks like he could be on track to beat Brady. Maybe. But that doesn't diminish how good Brady is. If he is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, if his election first time round in the Hall of Fame is not unanimous, the people who are electing are being biased. He is that good. He is good enough to where he should go in unanimously. Sorry, I'm bad at pronunciation. He should get in unanimously or else the people are just being biased because they don't like him. He's that good. So for my pick for the Super Bowl, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers. But the more I talked about it, the more felt I probably should pick the Chiefs. But I like the Buccaneers. They've got the talent. Got Brady. But they do have hurdles to get through. Mainly Kelsey, Hill, and Mahomes. But I think that Tom Brady and the Bucks can pull it through. Now, for my bull prediction, I'm going to predict that the wide receiver with the most, or the player with the most receiving yards, is not going to be Hill, Kelsey, Evans, or Goblin. To me, this feels like a game where someone else is going to shine, where Watkins shine, where Robinson shines, where Miller or Johnston shines. Um, And I forgot to say, I also don't think Gronk will get the most. Gronk has been good this year, but he has not been super productive. But back to the point, I don't think any of the normal people are going to get the most yards. 
I think either or any of the four I said, or one of the running backs, or someone we've never heard of. This feels like a game where the best player, other than the quarterbacks, is going to be someone we never heard of. Like the Giants games. The throws that won the Giants. The throws, the catches that beat the Patriots in that in those Super Bowls were by people no one's heard of. One of the guys got cut. So, I think this could be the same type of game. If you look to the Patriots system, um, which Brady has been with, who, who do we associate the win and the Seahawks with? Malcolm Butler. No one heard of him before this. No one. He wasn't even a starter. And yet, he was the savior for the Patriots. So my prediction is that the person with the most receiving yards will not be the top people on the top receivers on either team. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Polar Football. I'd like to thank you all for listening in again. Um, And hopefully this gave you some insight or at least was entertaining. Next week, I will be going back to the free agent situations. I'll probably also do a recap of the Super Bowl. Well, that week, I don't know. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to try to keep these episodes down to 30 minutes instead of 50. I was told that was too long. And again, if you would like to send me messages, um, there should be a way to send them to me. I'm not sure that Spotify has ways to send them to me, but... But if you would like, if, but once I figure out a way that you can send messages to me through Spotify, I will tell you. And if not, if I have sent you the anchor link, you can leave me messages. I might include it into the next podcast. Thanks for listening and goodbye.